Welcome to the SciDef Cybersecurity Podcast. I'm your host, Raymond Evans, and this is my co-host, Michael Fairweather. We're here to provide you with the cybersecurity news that matters to help you in the cyber realm. We are proud members of the Pod Bros Podcast Network. Check them out at podbros.com. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the SciDef Cybersecurity Podcast. Uh, which episode number is this, Mike? Um, let's see. There's a, a mini cast this week. So uh, mini cast would be episode seven. All right, so we are on mini cast episode seven, everybody. So it's, uh, it's awesome to have all of our viewers here. It looks like we got five people watching now. So welcome. So this week we're gonna do kind of a, a wrap up of 2016. Talk about some stuff. If you guys wanna chime in the chat room and ask any questions or give any opinions you know we're, we're watching so that's a, a new thing that we're going to be doing here is interacting with all of our listeners now you're going to hear a lot of us and ums from us in this probably and, <laughs> and it may sound different from our, our normal podcast and that's because in our normal podcast i usually go through and, and edit it and make it sound a lot prettier before it, it hits the website. So, as we said before, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about 2016 in review. And uh, I'm going to kick it off with just a quick statistic here. Can you guess how many records were stolen this year with the data breaches, Michael? How many records? So, username, passwords, emails, all that stuff? Yeah, total records stolen this year. Oh, God. What, the Yahoo was like 300, 400 million. So, I'm going to go with... 1.2 billion total. No, it's actually less. Oh, is it less? Okay. 900 million. A little bit less. But you're getting close. 700 million. Mm, almost. I'm just going to say it because you're getting really, really close to it. And it's a really weird number. You'll never get the actual accurate number here. Yeah, I'm not but even trying. 613,817,611 records. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is a staggering amount of records that were stolen. The largest amount of the records actually came from FriendFinder networks. Um, I didn't hear too much about that data breach. Uh, it may have been while I was doing research overseas at one of the areas I was at throughout this year, um, and that's why I didn't hear about it. But apparently the FriendFinder networks had 412 million records stolen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that story. It was an outrageous amount of records that were stolen in that data breach. And you said how many were stolen in the uh, the Yahoo data breach? I thought Yahoo was like 300 million, something along those lines. Yeah, so Yahoo was almost there. Uh, I think they were using those that, that log book that I found at Barnes & Noble the other day. Did you see that tweet? I did see that. Uh, so I, I did, did bring it up. September, the uh, 500 million was the um, estimated, but that breach did happen in 2014. It was just the results of it came out in September. That's what it was. Ah, uh, uh, that's that's why I didn't hear. So too I guess much those, about yeah, it. they're yeah they're not getting um, those numbers aren't being added into this year's. Like my new mug, by the way. Oh, you can't see me because you're not watching the Twitch stream. 
Um, I will be here in a second. I got it muted, so I can actually. I'm, I'm flipping back and forth between oh. stories and, and Google. Well, in a moment, you'll see me hold it up. All right, there we go. Bitburger, nice. It's a Bitburger. I got it in Bitburg, Germany. I had Bitburger Very beer nice. in Bitburg, Germany. It was delicious. Uh, this month was a, an awesome month doing research over in Europe. It was a great time. Uh, it's been quite some time since we did one of these podcasts, so I'm feeling a little like a little rusty. We're just kind of shaking off those those rust flakes there. Yeah, so I think the last time I just got back from Asia, I think that was the last time we did one. I did that, and then you left shortly after. So I kicked this off with an astounding number of, of data breaches. What would you say, what do you think is the biggest story from this year? Either the biggest or your favorite to cover. Uh, favorite to cover? Um, I definitely like the Mariah botnet. That, and that, I think that was also kind of one of the biggest, uh, the biggest DDoS attack back in October. We also talked this year the passwords, the LinkedIn breach. And the passwords and the number one password with like 750,000 people using this of one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, this year was was kind of a crazy year because it seems that there was a, a bunch of data breaches that occurred back in 2012. Um, we had the, the MySpace, LinkedIn, Tumblr, data breaches that all occurred back in 2012. And this year we were just seeing that, that information come out on the, the internet it was very interesting that it took so long for these companies to come forward and say hey guys we had a breach so many years ago and then it was even more staggering the amount of records that were stolen in those breaches and you know because they, they had stolen all those users passwords and many people back in 2000 2013 2014 heck let's be honest even today people still do password reuse and if you have a, oh, yeah. and it's kind of crazy to me that they had this data breach with passwords, and they they didn't report it for so long. And we know users reuse passwords, and if you have a data breach, you should immediately notify all your users so that way, if they are reusing passwords, they can quickly change whatever password they're reusing. Oh, absolutely. So even without a data breach or a suspected one with any of the accounts that I use, I've spent this weekend going through and updating all of mine. New year, time for new passwords. So going through, making them stronger, stronger than they were before and um, making them all unique. That's the fun part is trying to make them all unique. But, you know, using a key locker um, or password locker really helps with that. And some of them, they even, um, you know, suggest something that's very difficult, uh, you know, a stronger password. And then you kind of only have to remember, you can create a really strong one for the key locker and go from there. Yeah, we had talked about QWERTY cards before, and I also did a review on them. And I, I really, really love the QWERTY card product uh, you know, for having a unique password every single time, QWERTY card is an awesome product to have. Um, and I really, yeah, really strongly suggest individuals getting QWERTY cards and um, really strongly suggest companies possibly buying a product like QWERTY card and giving that out to um, their employees because, you know, that's just going to strengthen everything, all of their passwords and uh, their security. 
Absolutely. I actually thought about getting them for as uh, Christmas gifts for my, for my family this year. Parents came in town and visited, and we were sitting there talking about passwords because they're interested in what I do and the work that we do, and um, but they don't know anything about it, but they're interested in it at least. And uh, actually, was talking to them about QWERTY cards because they were talking about my dad was setting up a new phone, and he was doing some app, and the the password he used was just abysmal. And I got on, I got onto him about it, and kind of showed him a, a better way of making a stronger, more secure password um, than what it was. But because of that, was thinking, oh, this would be great if he had a QWERTY card. And I was telling him about it and showing him mine um, and how it works. It was definitely something I recommend as well. Um, I've been using it for about a year and a half now, um, and anybody that I talk to um, about passwords, I, I bring it up and let them know. So that was your favorite story that we covered. What do you think has been the most impactful thing for cybersecurity this year? Be it the breaches, be it the botnets, what do you think had the most impact on the industry and is going to um, have radical changes in the next year? Radical changes in the next year. Or just um, changes. Not It doesn't have to be radical. Just what what changes do you think we're going to see over the next year because of things that occurred this year? So I can tell you what I hope I see, hope we see. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I can tell you what I hope we see is a push towards better security with um, Internet of Things. Oh, most um, definitely. Uh, with the, the botnets that we had this year, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Sorry, I interrupted you. Continue on. I don't know. I mean, that's that's just it. I, I you know, we look back um, even recently, like we said, three months ago with the uh, the Mariah bot, which is just out there in the open. It can be used for hire uh, to an extent. And the fact that it was used, the uh, the DYN knockout, um, you know, DDoSing um, DNS, <laughs> the major DNS companies, um, and all because of Internet of Things. And it's only growing. I mean, I can just imagine the amount of devices since then. So that was October 21st when that mm-hmm. happened. Since then, we've had Thanksgiving, so Black Friday, and then Christmas. The amount of devices that have been bought in the last two months or month and a half that have been connected to the Internet and are probably not secure with default passwords, you know, in, you know, locked in default users and passwords almost definitely Um, those those out-of-the-box products that people buy um during black friday because they're so cheap hey let's get our usb toaster let's get all of these wireless light bulbs for family members because um, we know uncle todd and aunt mary need to be able to control their lighting via their smartphone Right, or OK Google, or... Oh, yeah, that new OK Google product. I keep seeing it everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Even the TV shows have it on there now. Yes, I saw some of that that little um, bit of sponsored content yeah. at the end of a show the other day. And I was like, oh, my God, that's product placement right there. Really? Was it Modern Family? Yes, it was Modern Family. We just, we just watched that episode. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that. I was like, that was very shameless product placement right there. Right. (laughs) But that's connected to the internet. That's just one more device that we've connected to the internet in the last couple months. 
But you know, it's from Google, so it's it's got to be safe because no Google products are ever dangerous or vulnerable ever. You know, <laughs> I don't know a Google product that has ever been used, especially in the past year, for anything nefarious. Have you? You know, not that I can quite put my finger on. It's not like Google makes a phone or anything. Is it like an Android device? Yeah. Oh. Are... <laughs> so all of them. All of the devices. <laughs> all of the, the devices, yeah. We saw, what, 800 million devices or 80 million devices uh, were controlled by a, oh, through the, uh, by a Chinese the hacking group. It was about the same time that we reported about the off-path attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, humming bad, uh, yeah. Ying Mob. Yes, Ying Mob. They had, what, 80 million or 800 million, something like that? Yeah, it will. I don't even remember the number now. It's been a hot minute, but Ying Mob. And it was all Android devices that were 4.1 uh, Android operating system. Was it 4.1 to the current? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they they looked and even the uh, the newest M Android M was um, affected by it. Ying Mob, Ying Mob, controlling your life, one hack at a time. So in the United States, there, uh, hold on, infected devices. Going back to that story, mostly in China, one point six million. India was one point four million. Um, Philippines, Indonesia, uh, half a million each. Um, U.S. was two hundred eighty-seven thousand. That was just the 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 root kit that was being installed, mm-hmm. and it was they were generating ad revenue. It was two hundred million ads. Um, it's quite impressive. Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, was say they were earning ten thousand dollars a day just with this malware. So it's kind of crazy. All the stuff we had this year, we can just sit here and just off the top of our heads rattle off these kind of breaches and, and stuff that happened. Um, yeah. Which says something about this year. This year was a, a sucky year. <laughs> I mean, it, we, was, it was a great year. Well, depending on which side you look at it. Okay. Princess Leia died a couple days ago. No. Thus, this, this, this year was terrible. Well, there were so many, we're going to get off topic here. There were so many celebrities that died this year. Alan Rickman died this year. Oh, yeah. Snape died. Snape died. <laughs> I'm so sad that Snape died. I mean, that's just if you know from Harry Potter. He was in other things, too. No, he was Snape. He, he, was he, will, only, he will only be Snape. Oh, it's Snape forever. <laughs> always. <laughs> if you don't know Harry Potter, that always quote was just a, a, a thing about from Harry Potter. Because he said he loved Lily Potter always. So anyway, so we yes. saw Android attacks this year. We saw so many Internet of Thing attacks. Just so many. It was just the worst. Internet of Thing developers, they really got to step up their game um, with their products. They really, really, really have to code smartly. Um, you know, they got to get educated. They got to have... That mindset of coding securely, not coding quickly to get a product out. Yeah. Uh, because I, I've talked about the, the triad of fail before. And that coding quickly to make that, that bottom line, it's just contributing to that 
try to fail. But we also saw ICS attacks this year. Now, earlier we were going to do a Twitch stream and we're going to do this podcast at about 1 o'clock today, but we had to delay it because it turns out that the story we were going to cover was a a bit over-exaggerated. It was a story about Russian hacker code being found on an industrial control system, but it turned out that it was just a guy's laptop that didn't actually touch any of the network whatsoever. Yeah. And we didn't think that was going to be that exciting to talk about. Hey, this dude... It's still out there. This this rando uh, had malware on his laptop that didn't touch anything. Yeah. But there were more uh, ICS breaches that occurred this year. Um, For example, back in March... Uh, some hackers had breached a water utility and manipulated the systems uh, responsible for water treatment and flow control. And that was reported by Verizon back in March of this year. So nothing safe. You also had the, uh, well, you also had the Ukraine um, power plants, um, the ICS, that were hit this year as well. Back in the spring, they... Um, <laughs> It's funny. They were the the hackers that did it were very specific in their targeting of which areas of the Ukraine um, were going to go without power. If you look at a map of pro Russia, um, those areas were uh, mainly with power, and then the areas that were uh, not so much pro Russia had none. They're actually still there's still areas where they're working on trying to restore some of the stuff that that was uh, messed up during that. Because with, with ICS, it's not as simple as, you know, just, you know, you send a couple packets down the line and, you know, you could DOS something. Well, you could physically break some of those, um, some of that equipment um, in the ICS world. Yeah. As you were saying, industrial control systems, it's not a, a simple thing to do. It's, they're very dangerous to do any yeah. kind of hacks against. They're very dangerous to perform any kind of network scans against. Um, If you were to throw an NMAP scan against something like um, a Ford manufacturing plant or any car manufacturing plant, and I'm not calling out Ford specifically, that's why I changed it real quick to any manufacturing plant, then you could do something like throw a series of packets at a port on a robotic arm and that robotic arm not know what to do with those packets that information tries to interpret it interprets it incorrectly and all of a sudden that arm is now whipping around and accidentally kills somebody on the assembly line yeah that's why they have painted lines that's actually the the reason they have painted lines around not just because of packets, but um, if the arms go, you know, if the, the equipment starts malfunctioning in any way that's not, um, you know, in the, in the way it's not designed or inexplicably, um, they have lines around and it's do not enter zones, basically. And if it's operating or even if it's not operating, you don't go in those zones. So now think about not only one of those, like one of those arms malfunctioning is bad, right? But now a ping sweep against an entire networked 
assembly line with hundreds upon hundreds of those kind of devices all simultaneously going haywire and causing damage. That's just big, big, insane. That's insane and just so dangerous. Um, so that, that's why you don't want to hack an industrial control system um, because you can cause loss of life. Um, you can accidentally knock out a power grid. Um, you can potentially blow something up because of commands sent to a generator incorrectly or um, some kind of power distribution system getting an incorrect command sent to it. You can you can cause a lot of damage and a lot of havoc with with just an Nmap scan. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh no, he did it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Sorry, the Ukraine attack was during um, uh, winter, so December January time frame. The report came out in the spring. That's what it was. Kind of detailing more about what happened. So. We saw a lot of companies get targeted this year, but we saw um, a good bit of individuals themselves getting targeted as well. Um, And actually, Mark Zuckerberg was one of those people targeted this year, Um, and they were targeted by the Our Mind Security Group. Um, Zuckerberg. Yeah. He... This is kind of his bad. Actually, it is... Very, very much his bad. Um, his accounts that were targeted were Twitter, Pinterest, um, Twitter and Pinterest accounts. So if you know anything about Mark Zuckerberg, he never uses his Twitter account. Ever. His, his Twitter is completely dead. It's kind of like Apple with Twitter, where Apple doesn't have any kind of Twitter presence. Which is really weird to me that, that, that a company like Apple doesn't have a Twitter presence. But his accounts did get breached, and it was because he used a password of D-A-D-A-D-A. And the Our Mind Security Group then hacked him um, and used his accounts to advertise their commercial services um, and also um, – Claim responsibility for hacking into Sundar Pichai's Cora uh, account back in June. These guys, this Our Mind Security Group, these dudes absolutely angered me this year because yeah. they had done multiple attacks like this. And every time they would attack, they would promote themselves, saying, if you want to check your security, hire us to do it, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's such the wrong way to do it. You do not hack people and then promote yourself as a commercial entity through that. It's a black hat hack. There's nothing white hat about it, right? And all of their attacks like that give legitimate individuals a bad name and it just further uh, fuels that stigma of all hackers are bad guys and the media and the minds of everybody out there 
is the only time you're going to hear me rant and rave about a group of people, but our mind, I do not agree with their tactics whatsoever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely don't want to... I mean, you're right. That, that that gives everybody a bad name. All right. Let's wrap this up here because <laughs> we're on so many tangents now. All right. So, in closing... In conclusion... Going to our closing statements here. Um, 2016 was a big year for botnets, ransomware, internet of things getting pwned, a crap ton of data breaches. Yeah. Android Um, fails. Lots of Android fails. So my advice from 2016 and everything we've seen in 2016 would be use unique passwords learn how to use your firewall rules and keep backups those are my suggestions from what we learned in 2016 those are excellent suggestions mine would be get an Apple device (laughs) because when they have problems you can update it immediately as opposed to never with some Android devices when Apple has a problem with something, they just remove a piece of hardware to prevent the problem ever occurring again. <laughs> like taking away a headphone jack. Look, problem solved, okay? <laughs> I didn't say it had to be a new device. That's the great thing about it, is that your two-year-old device still gets the latest updates. Whereas your this-year Android device might get one update. Yes, however, those updates for Apple devices make those devices run slower. You have a hardware obsolescence. Yeah, but I'd rather have that than... (laughs) Okay, (laughs) enough crapping on Apple. (laughs) Enough with my crapple talk. Your crapple talk? I'll, I'll stop crapping on Android. All right, continuing, what are are some other suggestions of yours? Well, I was going to say that's the main one. That's really the only one. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Apple. Bye, Apple. No, I mean, you you said it. Uh, You know, make sure your passwords are strong. Understand firewall, home firewall settings and rules, um, especially for the devices that you have in your house. Um, always have a backup of anything important. I have three for my main computer. I mean, that's just me personally, because, um, if something happens to one of those external hard drives, then I have a backup and I have a backup of the backup. Do you have a backup of the backup of the backup? So backup of the backup of the backup. Yeah. Yes. Three hard drives would be a backup. Backup, backup. Yep, I do. Nice. Trace backups. Trace backups. I mean, hard drives are cheap nowadays. I know, right? It's insane. I remember when I was a teen and I got my first 80 gig hard drive and it cost me 120 bucks. Yeah. I just bought a, you said 80 gig, right? Yep. 
I just bought a 64 gig micro SD for 20. And I remember thinking to myself, I am never going to fill this up <laughs> ever. This is amazing how much space I have. Now, flash forward to today, and I have three terabyte hard drives. And one of those terabyte hard drives is completely full of all of my video games. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I've probably got about 10 terabytes worth of stuff. Look at you, overachiever. Well, no, I'm just saying between everything I've got. All your pirated movies and everything. (laughs) All my legally obtained movies. I buy those. I buy that 4K stuff now. Oof, that eats I, up data. Hard. Bought in. I bought into the. Uh, bought into it. Look, if I had it, money like you, I would have a 4K TV as well. <laughs> well, on Black Friday, you could have got an Internet of the Things one for like 200 bucks, and then have a picture like the uh, the guy. Wait, you that got we a 4K? Show notes. How big is that? No, so I've got a. I, I bought this two years ago, but it was only it was seven hundred bucks when I got it. It was a fifty inch four K. For two hundred bucks? No, no, no. I got it for seven hundred bucks. Oh, seven hundred. I thought you said two hundred. Yeah. yeah, I was just Black Friday sales. They had, I don't know if they had fifty inches, but there was there was a couple. Um, I think it was like a thirty five, thirty two or thirty five inch one for like two hundred bucks. For. <laughs> We actually wrap up, wrap up. I want to say, please follow us on Twitter at C-Y-D-E-F-E. That's at Cydef. And what is your Twitter handle, Michael? At C-Y-D-E-F-E underscore Mike, M-I-K-E. That's right. So follow us at Cydef and at Cydef underscore Mike. On Twitter, please. Um, we'll be able to get all of our upcoming things out to you, such as this uh, Twitch stream that we did. We're going to be doing this for every single one of our podcast streams for now on. Uh, we've had viewers here and there hop on to buy us any questions, but we would love to continue doing this. And, hey, hopefully soon all of our listeners will be asking questions, which would be really awesome to do a Q&A sessions on here. So keep that in mind. We will be doing all of our recordings uh, on Twitch. I was your host for this week, Raymond Evans, and he was my really, really stupendous, uh, fratabulous, if that's even a word. Fratabulous? Fratabulous. Spent splendiferous. Ooh, splendorific. Splendorific. Uh, Herculean <laughs> co-host Michael Fairweather stay safe keep your network safe and have a week have a week
cybersecurity training has traditionally been really expensive and therefore too hard to come by for many people. The result of super high-priced training is a skill gap that has left the industry with over 1 million unfilled jobs, which is crazy. But CyberAware is working to change that. The cybersecurity training revolution has begun. Get free training courses and find jobs in the field at CyberAware.it. Employers looking for cybersecurity talent can also post jobs there. So again, free cybersecurity training and jobs at CyberAware.